Um, my vest isn't yellow, it's marigold. I picked it out specifically to match the wall phone in my kitchen. This is an episode of Love Portions, the podcast for lovers and home cooks. My name's Cornelia, and that over there, staring over Lake Michigan, is my friend and co-host, Carolyn. I'm exhausted. I've just spent an hour trying to detangle my flare slacks from a macrame project. Ugh, I hate it when that happens. I know. My project. It's Lake Michigan, am I correct? It is Lake Michigan. Oh, thank God. I have visited Chicago, and I'm still not quite convinced that it's a real place. It's just a lot of cardboard. That's all. It's just cardboard. <laughs> cardboard next to a lake. A cardboard city next to an improv theater next to a lake. Yeah, <laughs> that are all closed down. I just want to point out up top that this is the first episode we're recording since releasing episodes. So, you know, we've caught up with ourselves. But I just want to thank everybody who's listened so far for listening. And we're going to try to release a couple of these every month we've been pretty consistent thus far but we'll see how it goes yeah we've crushed it on the two so far thank you to our fans we've reached a beatlemania level of i just want teenage girls to like punch themselves in the face about this or or you know their best girlfriends exactly because people are just so hot for old recipes that you really it's more like a brain puzzle than a recipe kind of a witch riddle and uh and a sudoku and um like a crossword maybe not the new york times but maybe like a like a highlights crossword highlights for sure yeah like the the hidden hidden picture magic eye is what it's called yeah i like that these are all magic eye recipes yeah spot the most um 70s ingredient in each recipe and i've already got my eye on one for this first number i just had a thought um i mean If, if anybody doesn't know, Carolyn and I have known each other for, at this point, a while. Ten, ten years. <laughs> it's been long enough that we both knew each other while we were in our, like, AP English literature nerd um, yeah. phase. In, like, the blush of girlhood, just um, making slam poetry about T.S. Eliot. Right. I'm, I keep bringing up T.S. Eliot. I don't read T.S. Eliot anymore. <laughs> Low-key, I'm not, I mean, I think it's because Cats 2019 has come out and just kind of infiltrated mm-hmm. everyone's yeah. psyche to those who've seen it. Skimbleshanks has overshadowed his creator. It's true. Um, the death of the author at Skimbleshanks's hand. <laughs> well, I only wanted to bring it up because while, I mean, it's, we didn't necessarily party together in high school. Like we weren't, we <laughs> certainly weren't Nancy Reagan's, but I sought out my literary authors for ideas as to like how I want to get turned in college and in my adulthood. Is this something that you did? Well, I think so because like most of the people we read in our English classes were like alcoholics. So there was a lot of like reading The Great Gatsby and then like reading some Hemingway and like not that they can't separate their their own lives from their writing but it was like yeah I can't wait to just like go to a party where there's like one of those big champagne towers and then be like this is lame and then go to a bar and just like slam tequila until you wake up I just want to mosey up to a bar at a speakeasy and ask for a slow gin fizz like a Dorothy Parker would or a Fitzgerald would I only mention this because the first recipe that we're gonna do 
has absinthe as a main player, which I always eyed because I associated it with Oscar Wilde, who was like a personal fave in high school. (laughs) The only problem is that the long and like colorful history that absinthe has as a liquor, (laughs) I don't think it was ever meant to be in a recipe like this. No. And I was researching because it's specifically Pernod absinthe, which was illegal in the United States until 2013, which Cornelia is holding up. (laughs) I splurged because, okay, here's the thing. Loved Oscar Wilde, fascinated by the thought of absinthe. Of being in the gutter, looking at the stars. Yeah, I just want (laughs) to be tripping over cobblestones in Paris on absinthe, saying green fairies and... I think the Oscar Wilde quote, it was something like, at first you drink, the second sip you see cruel monsters, the third sip you see what you want to see, and the fourth you see what things actually are. So Wow, that's a lot for 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, if, if I sound particularly morning-voiced, it's because it is 11 a.m. where I am recording. <laughs> for no other reason other than I don't know. I have a neighbor that's been grinding tiles for the last month, and he doesn't start until 1 p.m., so here we are. I mean, it's still a reasonable hour to uh, to grind. Yeah. But I'll just, I might get really cross-faded with, like, my morning coffee, but also my mid-morning absinthe. <laughs> and this is the first time I've ever tried absinthe, which is something that I thought would be a coveted moment. It is. I mean, I'm going to make it. It'll be <laughs> preserved in audio. Yeah. But I did splurge on the, on the nice stuff. Ooh. Um, this just isn't how I pictured things happening. But <laughs> I think, you know, Carolyn's here. Everyone listening will witness this. And I'm excited to <laughs> see what happens. A moment that will live in infamy. I'm using Anisette again because I didn't want to buy two expensive Anise-flavored liqueurs. So I'm using my old standby Anisette, which you may remember from the ice cream episode. So, well, we won't leave you in the dark for much longer. I think we can uh, divulge the recipe's description. Take it away. Take it away. Caribbean whirl. Cool. Intoxicating. And oh, so curiously refreshing. Curious indeed. Yeah. We're staying on the island... This is, the the beverage is called Caribbean Whirl, orange sherbet, pineapple juice, rum, absinthe. I will say the orange sherbet that I bought cost $1, which is maybe correct for the 70s, but felt very worrisome in 2020. You bought bootleg orange sherbet. Yeah, uh, Kemp's Finest. Cool. With artificial color added. That's a good 70s color. I love that color. It's very like sunset orange. I have a similar one. Like a something you'd find in an eyelash palette that's like girls night out. This recipe is super simple. Really, it's just those four ingredients you put it in a blender, whip it up. Go for it. <laughs> Enjoy. We'll find out. Yeah, small small sips is the name of the game for today, I think. Definitely. All right. What are you starting with? I'm going to start with the pineapple juice. Well, I'm opening my absinthe because, <laughs> you know, this is a big moment for me. Oh, here. did you hear that? Wait, let me see if that I can was... get it from the... 
Okay, that's it awesome. smells very licorice The bottle's really beautiful. It's like a blue. It's like a sea glassy blue color. It looks really elegant. So is this Pernod? What's it called? Pernod Ricard or something? Um, I think it, this is, it's the original recipe. So Ooh. it's licorice It's kind of herbal. I know traditionally, you know, supposedly wormwood is the one that makes you trip out which is also like an herb. It's kind of somewhere between fennel and parsley, but it's licorice mm. tasting. Pouring the pineapple juice in. So it's the, I'm having my recipe. So it's one cup pineapple juice, half a cup orange sherbet, quarter cup rum, and then two tablespoons per or in my case, anisette. I'm sort of betting that my anisette will fade into the background, but the absence will sort of be a, a main player for you. I, I'm so, I, I really am going in here blind. I'm excited. I think I'm good at drinking. I'm not really a cocktail person or a sweet cocktail person, but I think this is in the context of this being an after's cocktail. Like this is a fun one. This is fun. Like I would order this at a bar. It's, it's very much a summer a summer drink. Well, with when there's orange sherbet. Yeah, summery in taste, but none of these ingredients are seasonal unless mm-hmm. fresh squeezed know. orange sherbet sherbet. That was something when I was at an ice cream shop, worked at an ice cream shop. It was like you can't say sherbet, which is what I said my whole life. It's sherbet. Uh yeah. And that if that's how you're gonna go, I would just fully lean into the into the French pronunciation and say like sherbet sherbet is sherbet a perversion of the word sorbet i think they're different i think sherbet has dairy in it and sorbet does not specifically water-based interesting okay well my my sherbet's looking nice i'm about to traditionally absinthe is like either clear or green and i actually don't know what color this one will be i hope it's green (gasps) well it's pretty can you see that? Oh, that's or my It's hand. like a pale, pale green. It's like a pale green color, almost like a fish tank color, but this one's clear and beautiful and there's no fish in it. And it doesn't smell like fish. It smells like, like a magic herb garden. It looks very pretty. I better see fairies. Do you want to taste it on its own before or... I would, I will. A thimbleful. I have my I have my teeny tiny shot glass from Denver. I didn't buy it in Denver, I simply found it, but Denver's a nice <laughs> enough place. Um <laughs> first thoughts. <laughs> high alcohol content. Mm. I think I don't know what this proof is. It's 136 proof, which is 68% alcohol. I'm not doing math in my head. I simply read it off the bottle. Um, it stays on the tongue for quite a bit, and it's sweeter than I thought. But I definitely taste the anisette. Mm-hmm. It's a bit... Um, I have such an awful palate. It's lemony. Ooh. Hmm. What can I like in this, too? It definitely burns a little bit. But it's alcohol, so like, what else is there to do? Of course. If yours is all measured out, mine's measured out, and we can yeah. run them through the blender. 
Let's do it. And don't worry, we won't do blender noises in this episode because that would, you know, that's not, (laughs) that seems like impolite on a podcast to have blender noises. It's a little jarring. Yeah. All right. I'll see you on uh, the other side. It's very thin. Yeah. The recipe wants you to blend it until it's frothy. I didn't quite achieve frothy, but it's kind of a nice color. Oh, you poured it into a fancy cup. Wait, let me do that. Yeah, I, I poured it into a martini glass because, after all, it is 11.30 in the morning. <laughs> it is the Caribbean world, after all. So I have a little bit of froth on the top, but it's not, not too much to write home about. I, too, have some top froth and some cat hair. How does this happen? Should we try it on for size? Yes. Cheers, danger. Cheers to 11 portions. Got the rum right away. I got the pineapple right away. Hmm. Yeah, pineapple, sherbet, and rum. The anisette in mine is sort of can't taste it if I'm being honest. It's it's a background player. It's so strange. It's not as as much as sweet as like individually. I think these recipe these ingredients are altogether. It doesn't hit me as sweet as I was expecting it to. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I can kind of get the anisette on my tongue. Oh, good. It's like... Phew. (laughs) There's something very artificial about it. Yeah. It's definitely a drink you would get at, like, a poolside um, party. I don't know. It's kind of like a McDonald's-y thing. Like, I'll get this while I'm out, and it's going to taste good in the moment, but it's not something that I really want to try to replicate at home. Well, what kind of date would you have when you if you're drinking this or what kind of lover would you have this with to me this is like a third drink right because like unless you're going for like a really fun date you're gonna start with like beer wine or like a you know vodka cranberry or something sure so this this to me is like a second bar drink you know like you you're you start out at your like home bar two normal drinks the date's going well you're like let's do something crazy and then you go to like the weird karaoke bar that has like a luau theme and it's like one of those places (laughs) that definitely seems like a precursor like you're gonna have this oh you're gonna have sex since you've ordered the crazy caribbean absinthe drink but it's also an app this is in the afters chapter (laughs) excuse me this is in the afters chapter i would not have this like after because it's very much like a end of the night drink like you have this and you're like whoa i'm too drunk I might as well go home with the guy that came with a unicycle and quoted death becomes her. So I guess now I have to sleep with him. (laughs) This is why I can't move to Portland because that's who I assume everybody is. Yeah, I think for me, if I'm, I mean, not that I've like really gone out in like many, (laughs) in like a long time, even before the pandemic, I usually like a two drinks tops, but I feel like when I would drink a lot, you know, more than two drinks in a night, there's always one drink where I'm like, oh, this is like the turning point drink. And I I can either finish it or I can pass it off to someone or just throw it. But this is going to be a drink that sort of changes my my, uh, trajectory of the night. Definitely. I ordered the margarita that's also on fire. So now I have to really make some memories. Right. Yeah. It's definitely like a, well, I guess for me, a night of it drink. 
Because I, I'm like feeling it a little bit and I've had maybe two sips and just like looking at the color is like, <laughs> it's, it's so fucking orange. I like can't overstate how orange this drink is. I've never, I, I think like pink drinks have a bit of a stigma. Just like pink is girly. If you're doing a cran vodka, that's on the red pink spectrum. But like, what is there to say about someone that orders a pastel orange beverage? I mean, not to be gross, but like, this is sort of the color of drink that I expect to see thrown back up, you know? Yes. Right? Like, you're like, oh, this is going to be the exact same color coming back up, and it's going to be disgusting on the floor of the bar. (laughs) Especially if, I mean, if you make it back home and maybe you're at the point where it's like, I'm not sure what I've been up to, but this will be a reminder when you see it again in your bathroom. Right. You're like, right. (laughs) The tiki bar. Oh, Oh, the tiki bar. (laughs) Oh, shit. The tiki bar. This is like also the kind of drink that you'd make like if someone if you're going to a house party and someone's like it's a themed house party but it's like not really there's just like one weird signature drink that they make like one blender full of and are like all right no more themed drinks that's it. There's something so also just how odd the combination of ingredients is to me as someone that doesn't really go for a tropical drink like this and given the context of it's an afters drink, I very much see this as you went home with someone a little bit more eccentric. You want to keep drinking. (laughs) Right. You're kind of like, well, what do you have? It's like, well, I have this absinthe I stole from my grandfather and orange sherbet I stole from my grandfather and rum and pineapple Mm -hmm. juice. We can blend it. It's definitely like a like searching the cabinet at the end of the night drink. Yeah. I I think I'm getting more of a positive um, connotation from this than you are. <laughs> I just, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised, but I'm also, I don't know. It's very curious and I don't see it as something that can be replicated if you enjoy it once. Like you'll do it again and either you threw it up the first time and was like never again, or you have this funny like hide and seek memory of it. Yeah, I think it's similar enough to a lot of, like, punches I had in college that, like, really put me through the ringer that I'm, like, I, <laughs> this is not a place I want to get back to. <laughs> you can't go back there, man. Except in moderation. True, true, true. I don't think Oscar Wilde would be proud of me for drinking absinthe like this, but I think he would find it funny. Prom date of my dreams, Oscar Wilde. I think he would, he, I mean, if he's not okay with it, then... What are you even doing here? Yeah. Well, that guy I described earlier who arrives on a unicycle and quotes, death becomes her, that is a gay man and it might as well be the ghost of Oscar Wilde. I would sleep with the ghost of Oscar Wilde is what I'm saying. I think it would be fun for, for everyone. I agree. I don't know if he'd have me, but maybe we can just, it can just between, be between us. Reno, sorry, cat, cat on the keyboard. Uh-oh. She drops like a stone, even when I put her down really gently. (laughs) For all the viewers at home, I did not just like throw a cat. She's a counter cat. If anyone has counter cat tips, please send them to me. Please email us at loveportionspodcast at gmail.com. The spray bottle is the only thing she respects in this world. (laughs)
Well, should we? So the description says it's cool, intoxicating, and curiously refreshing. So, did it meet the, that criteria for you? Um, you know, I mean, as I am right here standing in my kitchen, I don't really need to be refreshed because it is still technically morning while I'm making this. So, do I feel ready? <laughs> do I feel ready to start my day? Maybe, kind of. It's orange juice. That's like a part of the breakfast of champions, part of this complete breakfast. I do feel like pineapple juice has gone out of vogue because from watching sitcoms in the 70s, it felt like you could, pineapple juice, you could sort of order a glass of it, you know? Right. And nowadays, that would be a little strange. Yeah. Also, this is a secret for everybody, but we do have a pineapple episode on the horizon. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, there's something very half breakfast about this and half like witching hour. I'm tripping over my shoes that I really misjudged my ability (laughs) to stomp around town in. Mm -hmm. Sorry if you hear a siren. I live in a city. She's under arrest for drinking absinthe. So, I don't know. I feel very topsy-turvy having just consumed it. But um, I think the highlight of that description is curious and i agree certainly curious yeah i don't know what the i like that the addition of absinthe it's such a small amount but it is like the most expensive thing to buy for it so it it definitely is a like well this will class it up a little bit it adds like a forbidden factor Mm -hmm. i'm just curious if instead of you finding it refreshing it just kind of triggered a fight or flight response yeah, because, well, also it sort of makes it more of a recipe because without that, it's just pineapple juice, sherbet, and rum, which is just like literally just three things. <laughs> three things that are vaguely similar. Yeah, it felt very silly to be like exactly measuring out a cup of pineapple juice. And I was like, I could probably just pour the whole can in and it would be the same. Yeah, if you guys are playing, fuck, what's the game where you have like five words on a card, but you have to get taboo. Taboo. Yeah. It's that recipe reads like a taboo card for like a tiki bar and it's, but you can't say the words sherbet, orange sherbet, pineapple and rum. I mean, this is how you have to guess that I'm talking about a tiki bar. (laughs) Just a thought. Just for you viewers at home. If we're done on the Island, there is a second recipe that, um, I mean, I have a very specific vision of where it takes place in in maybe i was i was very much thinking a swiss chalet maybe an aspen like a coke to your ankles 70s swiss chalet yes if you want to come with me we have a description for this drink hot buttered rum what is smooth and warm and absolutely intoxicating hot buttered rum and you I'm making it for one because I'm alone right now. Me as well. It's being made for one. So I read this description about the studded cloves probably six times. Had to Google what does it mean to stud an orange slice with cloves. And I think she just means to press whole cloves (laughs) into an orange slice. Well, yeah, it's like fill two heavy china mugs with hot water, stud two thick orange slices with the whole cloves. So maybe she's just sort of making a point of like putting a sexy word in. 
Stud. I don't know. Stud. Tell me about it. Stud. Grease hasn't come out yet, I don't think. We're making pop butter from a pre-grease world, just to lay <laughs> the scene for you. Yeah, so the word stud has yet to be committed to celluloid by Olivia Newton-John. This is, I guess this is just the garnish. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's uh, informs a lot of the seasoning, it seems like. Okay, I feel a little foolish now because I've just opened up my whole cloves and they do look like earrings. So maybe we are on the right track with like oh. having them be studded because they have little stems and then like they do look like stud earrings. Do you see? They that? look lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've encountered whole cloves before. Wow. So this might go better than I thought. Well, I like that the first step is preheating mugs so you just fill them with hot water to warm them up which sometimes i'll do with my coffee if i want to feel like a fancy woman that's something that i also had to read a few times because i couldn't tell if this was just going to be hot rum and butter but it is going to be like a like a mulled there's more of a mulling situation but it is like this is the first drinks recipe where it's like you make it in the mugs like, right. I've made, like, a mold wine before, and that's always in, like, a crock pot or a saucepan. So it's interesting that this is, like, per per mug we're talking. Right. It gives it an on-the-go factor. Mold wine is what we drank in college. We had a forbidden crock pot, and, oh, it was always really good. People, people very much remember it, that that's the thing that we did. It smelled really good. It's hard to go wrong with mold wine. It's so good. I'm sorry I ever doubted Yvonne Young-Tar's vision, because that's actually, it doesn't look good, but that is very effective. <laughs> it looks like an orange slice with chicken uh, pox, and it's very cute. Yeah, yeah. But it, it worked really well, and it was very satisfying to push, to stud an orange slice with whole cloves. I'm just curious if it'll emit any sort of flavor. I'm just going to be sprinkling ground cloves in, which I don't think will work as well. We'll see. It's another cocktail where orange is heavily featured. But in, in an entirely different season. Yeah. Pretty wild. <laughs> I think. This, yeah, this seems, if the first one was summer, this definitely seems more of a fall situation. This is another recipe where the individual ingredients, besides the spices, are very sweet with the orange the rum, and then they also, Yvonne asks for a whole bunch of maple syrup. Yeah. It's only a teaspoon, though. That's true. But it, yeah, not to undermine. Okay, so I have my orange, my clove, my maple syrup, my stick of cinnamon, nutmeg, and, and golden rum, so now I'm going to add the boiling water. Yes. I, I always love a cinnamon stick, just to, as a little stirring utensil. Agreed, agreed. As a straw, if you're really bold. The butter's really going to be fun. Oh my gosh. Definitely giving myself burns that way. Okay, now I'm going to add my butter, which I'm not really sure what's going to happen when I add the butter, because it's, it's just like boiling water right now, among other things. Yeah, I don't, I've never had anything hot and buttered at least I've never hot and buttered anything myself is this really how it's done yeah I mean I feel like doing it individually is weird because it feels like a like a a tablespoon of butter is kind of a lot to put in like (laughs) 
Oh, oh, it's a teaspoon of butter, which is weird because how are you supposed to measure that? Yeah, I don't know. I definitely added, I cut off a chunk that's too much. <laughs> I've done it wrong. So I'm, I'm trying to cut a third of a tablespoon off <laughs> my stick, which is like just going to throw off the whole stick. Okay, so yeah, it's immediately sending little grease bubbles up to the top. Uh, and it looks a little gross, but I, I have hope that it'll settle. Yeah. I really want this recipe to be a success. Yeah, I can't tell if um, uh, definitely like the milk solids that are in butter have immediately kind of broken apart and are mostly at the yeah. top from what I can tell. I'm almost getting like a little foam, which is kind of fun. Yeah. It's like maybe kind of a brown butter separating the milk fats. Okay, it's kind of looking good. I'm not going to lie. I'm <laughs> Mine looks bad. <laughs> Yours looks bad? <laughs> Maybe it's good that I can't see the rest of mine. It's just like a ceramic mug. Mine is very full frontal. It's yeah. turned gray. How did that happen? It turned gray? Why is mm. it this color? <laughs> <laughs> Try stirring it more. <laughs> I'm stirring it with my with my cinnamon stick. Okay, the butter has, it is combining in a more tasteful looking fashion. This is where doing this in a saucepan would come in much handier because you can just sort of stir it and like not make as much of a mess. I agree. And sort of see, see the, the, the full picture in a way it's hard to when working exclusively inside a mug. Oh yeah, yours looks very nice. That seems like an autumnal color. I'm excited to taste it because I'm worried it'll come off a little watery because it didn't give you how much water to add. It was just like fill up the mug. Yeah, so this is kind of like a, an odd tea where the main flavor is, besides the spices, rum and I guess yeah. what you can get out of an orange and butter. <laughs> you can wring out of an orange. And it's sweetened with... Maple syrup. Why wouldn't you just do honey? I mean, I guess if you're really going for like a mountain cabin palette. But shall we, um, shall we try it? Yeah, here. <laughs> Why did that happen? <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> hmm. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like getting a strong water taste. <laughs> it's like hot shower water mm. but butter the butter is a really nice smell um i will say the spices haven't really come through for me but i say this is someone with an unstudded orange <laughs> it smells like a candle and i think it tastes like a candle i don't like this at all <laughs> i kind of like it the maple is a lot i can't even taste the maple <laughs> really Oh, God. Oh, wait, because I, I only did half as much as you were supposed to. My first mistake. Okay, I'll add the maple in. I only <laughs> did one teaspoon. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I like this. I would make this again. <laughs> wow. So, it's just, the butter is very comforting. It's comforting to drink butter. I'm going to try to sip it through my cinnamon stick. I will do and the same. I suggest you try the same, yes. I will. 
it definitely there's more of a cinnamon taste <laughs> yeah did you ever just like gnaw cinnamon sticks when you're little um no but if there were coffee beans like straight coffee beans on the counter I would put those in my mouth and kind of regret it each and every time yeah sometimes I'd be really like snack crazy and be like a cinnamon stick will hit the spot as an afters beverage do you see this being any good it's definitely like a cozy nighttime drink um this is interesting that um of our two drinks one makes me want to throw up and one makes you want to throw up <laughs> just like the the nausea cloud <laughs> yeah we're it's see, uh, we're different we're not we're we're yeah yeah it's good to have two opinions that sometimes conflict oh i see what you mean about the maple syrup though it definitely is kind of like a tongue coater yeah with the butter did you use salted butter no mine was salted i wonder if that did something (laughs) that probably didn't help (laughs) it's one of those things where i mean it took once you get all the ingredients together it took five minutes to make you know which is kind of nice but like wouldn't you get the same effect by just like making a cup of tea and then pouring a little rum in it you know because I think I'm, I keep getting stuck on this because I think the joy of like an after's meal is that it's sort of just like slapdash throwing things together. Right. Being like, oh, we'll see what I have. Being like, oh, well, I, do I have my golden rum and my pinch of nutmeg? And the cinnamon stick, I think, would be a red flag. If I, you know, like if you hook up with someone for the first time, they're like, oh, well, do you want me to make you a drink? It's like, yeah. And then I guess this is like surmised of like you're, the other person's just like waiting in the bedroom. They're not like helping. But, like, right. come back with a cinnamon stick and a studded orange in the drink. That's like, whoa, we don't even know each other. That's, like, high maintenance. That's kind of a stand. Like, you've raised the bar standard-wise. Mm-hmm. That's like, well, you can never come to my house because then I have to, like, top that. <laughs> yeah. What man do you know has cinnamon sticks in his kitchen? I didn't even have cinnamon sticks in my kitchen. And I'm a, I'm a nice, like... <laughs> I'm a good girl. I'm a good girl. (laughs) And I'm a good girl. (laughs) Look, I'm a good girl. I'm not. (laughs) Who do you take me for? I have cinnamon sticks in my kitchen. Okay, real talk. What do you use? What do you use cinnamon sticks for if not to flavor hot butter drop? I have no idea what you use this for. In like a cinnamon stew? (laughs) Cinnamon stew. You can. Um, I usually had them on hand because I was making mulled wine. Which is pretty much this oh, recipe, yeah. just right. with hot wine, no butter. Um, you add, you can add rum to that, no problem. So maybe I'll just make mulled wine later. This might, like, that's a good idea. I just Googled cinnamon sticks to see what, and then the top question is, what are cinnamon sticks good for? <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Rude. It is a nice reminder that cinnamon is from bark, you know? Like, it is like, yeah. oh, this is just bark, and that's pretty cool. That um, is very cool. Very cool. I think I might blow my oatmeal game wide open if I, when I start boiling the water and, like, stick one of these bad boys in. <gasps> that's such a good right? idea. But they're oh, also, yeah. like, so expensive. It's some expensive bark. It's expensive bark, and that's fair because, you know, I mean, these are Saigon cinnamon sticks that I bought. So I got the Vietnamese cinnamon. 
I mean, there's kind of a lot in here, so I guess I probably won't need to go run out and buy these again next week. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who is in my bedroom that I would, I, we kind of, we didn't bring this up, bring this up up top of the show, but the whole afters philosophy that you can prepare things in a, in a white shirt. So far, I think we're in the clear, but also I don't think Mm -hmm. you'd be wearing a white shirt if you were making hot buttered rum. It would very much be like a tartan flannel. Right, right. Or a cable knit. That's precious. If you're just Donald Duckin, no pants, cable knit sweater, buttering hot rum. If you pick up a fisherman from the wharf and you wear this scratchy little sweater on your bare skin. (laughs) Ooh. This is, yep, I can see it. Cornelia is so hard right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sprung by this fisherman fantasy. You know, I, I always wondered what was in the lighthouse and what secrets it held. And when I'm elected county coroner, these are questions I want to (laughs) answer. So vote for me. Cornelia, erotic home chef, lake house question answerer, hot buttered rummer, hot rum butterer. Oh God. Hot rum butterer is for sure the tagline. That's on my business card now. Yeah, truly like a, a chateau is the only place I would see myself drinking them. On like a ski a ski weekend. Can you drink it in we, a jacuzzi? In a hot tub? Overlooking the yeah. mountains? But me, me and the other wives wait for the men to come down from the slopes. <laughs> you can only ever drink this or serve this to somebody who works very much at sea level or nowhere near sea level. <laughs> If you're just in the bird somewhere, <laughs> forget it. You, you can't handle this drink. No. You're and that's the why I'm loving it. Level. I'm... It's either way too high or way too low. Sorry, why do you love it? Because, <laughs> because we all know Chicago's um, the city that's highest of sea level. In the is that true? The US. No, it's like, <laughs> where is that? Because Chicago is like flat Midwestern. You mean where is the highest? I think yeah. definitely like Colorado. Like Denver's the mile high city. Oh yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's Chicago. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if I was on top of Mount Denali in Alaska. <laughs> oh duh. Yeah, this is one of those things that you would see like you know how there was that video on Twitter of a man like making a fancy coffee like while camping. Oh, and yes. everyone was like, this is the most relaxing thing I've ever seen. Because he, like, brought, hiked a coffee grinder up a mountain. If someone was, like, you know, took their pack off, started uh, started taking a cinnamon stick out on top of a mountain, that would be really cozy. It would. Shaving a hunk of butter Ooh, yeah. that he carried in his pack. That would be pretty cool. I, yeah, that's another fantasy I can really get onto. It's, it's definitely, like, a drink that deserves an occasion. So, you, like... If you just make this for yourself and you're grumpy, you wouldn't have the patience for it. (laughs) Westminster dog show on Thanksgiving, maybe? Do people do it to the dog show? (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) I'm so crossfaded with absinthe, hot rum, cold rum, and cinnamon. (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. Unrelated, but one of my old professors who retired said they write me a 
letter of recommendation for grad school. Yay! <laughs> so exciting. He works at, um, I think he works at Iowa now, the writer's workshop there. So I'm like, could you just get me in there? <laughs> Is that the one that Lena, Lena Dunham was in in Girls? Yeah, it's like the best one. Overland? Iowa, etc. Oh, she goes to Overland for undergrad and then she, season four, she goes to the writer's workshop and then drops out because people don't like her stories. Got it. I remember. I watched all of that show. I've been re-watching some of it. And at parts of like, this is actually a really good satire. And then at parts of like, <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I, I just finished um, I mean, I started at the beginning of quarantine and I just kind of sporadically watched my way through Sex in the City again. And I just finished it the other day and damn, it still slaps. I love Sex in the City. Are you, what do you, hmm. I know I'm a Miranda. I think I'm a uh, Miranda too. Yeah. I think everyone of my close friends is half like Miranda or like Miranda Rising. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of curious as to what a man might think of this recipe. Oh yeah, well lucky for you, I have one under my bed who I couldn't wake up. What? Hey, um, what do you want your name to be? Royce. Hey, Royce. No, that's my neighbor's name. Um, Dean. <laughs> hey, Dean. What's up? I have a drink for you. You have a drink for me? Wow. Yeah. Um, Carolyn, you tart. I know, I know. Don't worry, we're in the same pod, even though I only just met him last night. So, okay, uh, Dean, I've only just met you. Do you think it's normal that um, I'm serving you a drink with a cinnamon stick in it? No, but I am intrigued. Okay, well, have a sip and tell, tell me what you think. Okay. That's good. Have a, have a sip through, through the cinnamon stick and do it into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's good coffee. <laughs> it's it's nice yeah it's a little scary to be slurping something hot through a cinnamon stick yeah hard to get the control Mm -hmm. um but it's good yeah i'm I'm, what is what is this if you don't mind me asking well i'm glad you asked it's hot buttered rum and inside of it is hot water um uh uh orange which is supposed to be studded with whole cloves but instead is sprinkled with ground cloves we have a cinnamon stick we of course have rum Maple syrup and a little bit of butter. Wow. Yeah, can you believe it? No, I can't. It's it's very good. Huh. I'm glad you like it. Okay, any, do we have any questions? <laughs> well, I don't know. If you want to help us with our rating system. Uh, yes. <laughs> so Yvonne's rating system is that this recipe has to be uh, spectacular to look at. Do we agree or disagree? This one's pretty. Mm. I like the cinnamon stick, orange slice. Yeah, it started off on a really good foot, I think. At least because I had the ability to stud my orange. Yeah, that'll look showstopper. Yeah, I just wish that it didn't somehow turn gray. (laughs) I can't really tell it. Something about the butter. (laughs) Something about... Butter got kind of dicey there. Yeah, the butter... I'll have to take this up with a scientist because I'm not really sure what happened. Um, But yeah, I think if I'd done it correctly, high marks for spectacular to look at. Yeah, agree. Delicious to devour is another one. So 
Cornelia did hate this very much, right? Uh, yeah, I was not a fan of this one. I don't think I hot buttered rum very well. Whereas I thought it was nice, but sort of a drink that merited um, a special occasion. What do you think, um, Dean, my one night stand? Um, yeah, I, 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 I think we're aided by the fact that it's a little, it's a little cooler um, where we are. So yeah, um, it, it feels more in season to be drinking something with a cinnamon stick that's like hot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not entirely sold on drinking it through the cinnamon stick, but I do think it's good. That's she Yvonne doesn't make you do that. I just think it's a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also Cornelia said that um, this probably appeals to people either at sea level or very high above sea level. And I was saying because Chicago is um, the highest city above sea level in the U.S. That, that's why we liked it so much. Mm-hmm. That's what they call us the mile high city. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just the last criteria, is it easy to prepare? This is a yes yeah. from me. This I didn't have any issues with this one. It's a yes, but like only if you have all of these ingredients on hand. So cinnamon having to buy cinnamon sticks was like it's kind of hard for me at the place I'm in right now. So I mean, if you're a spicy good girl, I think you would have like yeah. most of these things on hand. Okay, I'm being shamed for being a spice bad girl right now. <laughs> I don't want to shame you. I'm just fine. saying that, like, somebody that has a owns a lot of plaid skirts would probably have a spice cabinet like this. I think I'm still describing you. <laughs> I do have. <laughs> my mom just mailed me a plaid skirt this week. <laughs> oh my god! I am a spice good girl, and I'm just filling in my gaps. All right. Well, I think we're split on hot buttered rum, but I'm you know if I really committed myself and maybe if I had a handsome fisherman or a handsome lumberjack, I would have more motivation to (laughs) prepare it nicely. Oh, should we have, should we have, um, my, my new lover Dean try the Caribbean world as well? Oh yeah. We can go back down to sea level. Oh, beautiful. So I'll preface. Okay. So, so Dean, yes. this was a blender recipe. Oh, shit. It made me feel, I won't, I won't. Pre- okay. Yeah, okay. Um, it starts, this starts off really strong, and then there's, like, a kind of enigmatic aftertaste, um, which I'm assuming is some form of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what, there are two kinds of alcohol in there. What do you think? I mean... Just because it's fruity, my immediate thought is to go with rum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then probably like some kind of liqueur, I would guess. Yes, that's right. It's anisette. <laughs> Dean's got a good palate. Yeah. I'm just so distracted because Dean. the 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 first flavor I'm getting tastes like something from my youth. So I'm really Orange kind of having a... Or pineapple juice? It might be the pineapple juice, but I'm getting a real like Proustian moment, but I don't actually know what I'm remembering. So it's kind of mood. So this oh, is gosh. a great lead into us talking about our childhoods and then turning it into a two night stand before pulling the plug, which I think is what Yvonne wants for us, right? I, yeah. <laughs> if you remind someone too much of their childhood, they might have to, they might just get overwhelmed. Okay, so do we wanna do we wanna rate the Caribbean world? 
Yeah. Um, how do we feel about the the promise that this drink is spectacular to look at? Color's mm. fun. It's very artificial colored. This is true. You know, if, if we're going along with the tiki bar, I think it could use like a watermelon garnish. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. that's up to our discretion, I suppose. Or if we had, I mean, I, I would never make hot buttered rum and the Caribbean whirl in the same sitting like I have today, but I think an orange <laughs> garnish would be appropriate. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really any sort of uh, quote unquote tropical garnish I think would be pretty good. Although if I had someone in my bedroom and I came back holding bright orange drinks, I feel like that would make a statement. But I also think like the screams of my blender, I'm <laughs> perhaps a shameful fact about me is that I'm afraid of using my blender at night because it's so loud. I feel like someone's going to creep up on me and, and kill me while well, I'm, I'm looking at the blender and only hearing the blender. <laughs> That's a really specific, but I can understand uh, a specific but understandable fear. Thank you. So if, if like this stranger is in my bedroom, I feel like why give him the excuse um, by making me lose, you know, drop my guard. Sorry, Dean. Hey, listen, none, uh, no offense taken. At the end of the day, it's a battle of wits. And <laughs> yeah, is a blender an intimidating sound to hear post-coitus? It's, 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 again, I think it's a high-maintenance sound to hear. If you're like, here's, here's, a, here's a drink, lover. Maybe because I'm in Los Angeles, but I feel like if I heard a blender, my first thought would, it would either be like, oh, they're making margaritas, or it's a like a protein shake situation and one of those is a hell yeah and the other one is a I, I gotta go <laughs> I gotta yeah. leave I feel like it's weird because it looks like a health drink and then it's not so it might it might um make some LA boys flee so spectacular to look at eh. Eh. depends on what you're looking for out of this interaction um delicious to devour for me that's a no yeah delicious is kind of I don't know. It might wow somebody. It won't wow us. It's a, I was saying it's like a third drink of the night when you're out kind of drink. It's not, it's not a drink you make for yourself. You're like, oh, this hits the spot. (laughs) It's not hitting any of my spots. I have a lot of spots. I don't think you'll seal a deal with this. Be like, this is chaos. (laughs) It is, it is a pretty, uh, it is a pretty chaotic drink. Just because licorice and fruit and like tropical fruit on top of that is kind of crazy to me. It's yeah, it's 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 throwing a lot of balls up in the air and it feels like one of those drinks that like you're visiting your friend in their city and they take you to like the weird bar named like Unicorn and you can get like a get like a Fruity Pebbles themed like cocktail and you're just sort of like I wouldn't drink this normally because it's going to make my teeth feel like they're vibrating, but, you know, I, I want to, I'm out for the night in a strange town, so I get to pretend to be someone I'm, I'm not. That sounds like you're drawing from a specific memory. That's right, I am. <laughs> I mean, what makes my teeth vibrate has always been red wine and gherkins, so, like, that's my ideal afters cocktail, is if you just, like, a glass of red wine with a very small pickle floating in it. That'll seal my deal. I'll have to try that um, tomorrow night. Just teeth a buzzin'. All right. And uh, easy to prepare. The, there wasn't anything, I mean, besides a blender maybe being an inhibitor in terms of comfort. Yeah, I had to, to hype myself up to use the blender. So that's always 
That's always going to be a, a yellow flag for me. Yellow flag. Also, I dropped a lot of money on a liqueur that it, this wasn't, it just wasn't meant to be for this liqueur. I'm glad I have it. I'm going to use it for something a little bit more appropriate. Wild, wildian. <laughs> something to actually make Oscar Wilde proud and not, you know. Roll in his lipstick covered grave. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, Oscar, Bibi, uh, I'll do better. I'll change for you. Okay, well, thanks, Dean. <laughs> Ian's going back to, to snoring in bed. Ugh, what a log. Um, wow, okay. I think we covered a lot of ground here today. Yeah. Uh, two cocktails, <laughs> both zero thoughts in, in my head. <laughs> unalike in dignity. <laughs> two cocktails, unalike in dignity, in fair kitchen where we <laughs> record our show. Where we lay our blunders. Where we lay our blenders, where we butter our rum. I still have a whole day to do. <laughs> and Me I've too. had three different, or two two liqueurs. I've had two. I'm looking at two. There are two in front of me. I promise. There well, are I two. feel like you have had absinthe unlike me, which is like a whole different scenario. <laughs> when I think of an absinthe trip, an absinthe dream... I want to see cobblestones. I want to see (laughs) tulips growing in the Royal Cafe of Paris. And instead, I'm like, there's just a lot of sand in my bikini bottoms. And I'm reminded of my childhood. (laughs) No bueno. You just like lie in the waves. I'm ready for the waves to take me and we drown. To bring it back to T.S. Eliot. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, bye. He once okay. again etherized on a table <laughs> of, of your childhood. I'm so, not to bring the mood down, but these seem more like friend drinks than lover drinks. And it's just kind of like sad to make them alone and or with uh, Dean. <laughs> like, I don't want to get a blender out just for, my, for myself and or, a, you know, a, a gentleman stand. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you're my friend and we made these together. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, should we wrap this up? Yeah, I think I need to take a nap. <laughs> um, if you like this, you can share it. Thank you for listening. Um, our cover art is by Cordelia Jones. Abigail Baldwin voices our narration. Um, and actually, Abigail Baldwin has a podcast of her own. It's called Dearly Departed um, with Abby and Roberto. They gave us a really nice shout out on their last episode. So it only feels appropriate to do the same. They're really great. They're really fun. They recap uh, television shows that only lasted for one season. I'm on one of their mini-sodes. So if you want to check that out, that'd be super cool of you. And last but not least, Mike Adelic did our music. You can find them on Spotify. Uh, There's an election coming up. You know, not that I think we're just shouting to the choir, but like, you know, please vote and don't vote for the white supremacist, please. Please. Uh, And local elections are very important. Not to be too political here. If you're in Chicago, vote to get rid of Judge Tubin because he sucks. Yeah. And in LA, I guess we don't want Jackie Lacey anymore. Anyway, get him out. Just get him out of there. If you have to throw some hot buttered rum at him, that could be an option. I don't, I don't know. Make sure it's very (laughs) hot.
very, very hot. If you're going to commit a crime, I'd say go hard. Absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> uh, 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 bon appetit, <laughs> <tips>, everybody. <laughs> bon appetit. Bon appetit. Love you. See you later. <laughs>